Goals, goals, goals. Has Luca Lalic managed his way into contention for the Sailors' head coach vacancy? Speaking of hot seats, we check in with Peter Diru as he prepares to make his Balestier bow this weekend. Reviews, previews and predictions, it's all coming up on the SBL Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Raushan. And this is Para. What's good, Raushan? Life's good. Life's good. Football's good. The only bad thing is uh, the season is coming to an end. But hey, that means we only do this six more times and we're going to make every episode count. Speaking of making every episode count, why not you take us through the results from the week gone by? Yeah, sure. I'll be more than happy to. So a 13-goal thriller in that Friday night clash between Haugang and the Sailors. The defending champions coming out tops, winning that one by nine goals to four. Wookie with his fourth hat-trick of the season. Elbra extend keeping hot on the heels of the leaders with their 2-1 win over their Jurong East rivals, Sanjung Paga United. While the Eagles in the other Saturday night clash, clearly in their element, 3-0 victors on the night against the Young Lions. And finally, Akbar Nawaz didn't really get the send-off he was looking for as the Tigers fell at the hands of Tampanese Rovers, 2-1 that one ended at our Tampanese hub. And to join us in our usual dissecting and predicting throughout this episode is none other than Kider Kamis. Kider, welcome back. We've missed you. I hope you're doing well. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, definitely. I think I've missed you guys as well. Speaking about SPL action, even though I hear the podcast every week, but uh, I'm looking forward to speaking about the last weekend and also our our preview for the coming weekend as well. Now, speaking of last weekend, I feel like the biggest takeaway of that, no surprise, has to be the sailors who are really in such a free-flowing state in front of goalpost Kim Duhun. I mean, just to give you a little bit of comparison here, in 19 games under Kim Duhun, they've scored 25 goals. Now, in only three games under Luka, they've already surpassed that by scoring 26 goals. I feel like, you know, it's, it's an understatement to say that he has made a smashing start with the Lion City Sailors. But, Kidir, should the Serbian be considered to take this on full-time? No. I think he's being brought in uh, to be the academy director and he should be staying at that job. I've always been been uh, weirded out by his appointment. But then again, if it's an interim position, then the, the, the last three results have been proved positive. But at the same time, for the long term, he couldn't. He can never be his job, and I don't see him staying on, even though he wins uh, or scores another 150 goals over the next what, nine, eight games. Now, Raushan, I have to come to you because you were literally taken aback by <laughs> Hidir's uh, flat-out no. So, what do you make of it? Should he should he be given or considered to take this on full time? Yeah, no lie, there. I was absolutely taken aback at how swiftly Hidir said no. Usually, you know he. He gives us a reason and then he goes for a kill, but he went for the kill from the get-go. I disagree with Kide completely because I think, yes, he was given to it on an interim basis. Yes, he is the technical director and that's probably where his expertise lies and experience lies. But I would think after making such a smashing start, as you put it, he has to be considered, right? Because if they do go on to win the league and possibly the cup, I think he... he would have done a good job in unleashing the sailors and their potential. And I feel <clears throat> with the Lion City sailors, the players they have at hand, 
they don't really need a master tactician to set things in motion. I think Kim Doohun laid the foundations very well. I know that that stat you brought up about 25 goals in 19 games doesn't look very kindly on Kim Doohun. But he obviously set the foundation, the structure for Luka to then come and unleash the handbrakes. And I think you need an enabler in that position more than a coach. And if I were the Lion City Sailors, I would perhaps spend the top dollar on bringing in a foreign player rather than bringing in a foreign coach. And that's just me. But hey, I don't own a football club. I'm merely a football fan. And that's just my opinion. Like you, Kide has his opinion. You have his opinions. But I mean, we speak about the goals, right, that Lion City have scored over the past three games under Luca, and, and it's definitely been absolutely brilliant watching them. But more, more than not, what does it say about the level of defending in the SPL, though, Kide? It has been atrocious all season. I think the uh, level of goalkeepers, especially, you know, let's get down to that position. Besides Hassan Sani, I don't think anybody else deserves to uh, mention even the mistake that they have made. Is really some of them are really schoolboy errors, uh, especially those who have been playing quite a number of seasons. You know, players like Shazwan. I don't think this season has been a very good season for him. Uh, Zafan, yes, they have, he has had a good run of games, but really, you know, he has to be dependable, especially his uh, so-called next in line in 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 the line setup. Besides. Uh, uh, Izwan and, and Zaiful uh, because he's the youngest one there but then again if you look at the goalkeepers that we have uh, over the teams that is competing it's really it's, it's really scary to see the future of uh, the goalkeeping position in Singapore but, and, and also at the same time we are clearly lacking in centre-backs quality centre-backs as you can see from the Haugang's defensive line every cross there's no centre-backs there in the 9-4 game that, that they played over the last weekend. So, of course, it's a team team game, right? You defend from the top, but then again, you still need quality defenders, defenders at the back just to give the extra layer of protection at the last part of, of the game. And clearly, we have seen so many goals happening, you know, uh, throughout the season. 79 goals for Lion City Sailors, 72 for for Alvarez Zikata. So it's it's ridiculous. Uh, 20 games, just 20 games and 70 goals being scored is it's not something that you see often in any league all over the world. Rasha, I mean, over this, the course of the season, you've said a thing or two, I'm sure, about the level of defending. But do you have anything to add to what Hideo just said? No, I think this one, I'm going to agree with Hideo wholeheartedly. I do think the levels of defending has been absolutely shocking. And he name-checked a few players, a few goalkeepers who have been culpable to some bad mistakes. And I think it's telling. And it's not just the Lion City sailors who are dishing out these results. We saw Ballester beat Haugang 6-0 not too long ago as well. So, I mean, Haugang have defensive problems of their own. But it is alarming to see the top flight football in Singapore is being blighted by such levels of defending. I know Kide touched on a few numbers in terms of what LCS has scored, LBX has scored. But just your bottom half of the table, I'm looking at their goals conceded. Over 22 games... The four teams, Tanyo Paga, Haugang, Ballester and Young Lions have co- conceded a combined more than 220 goals. And I think that's crazy. That's an average of... I don't even know. I can't do math that well. But it's, it's a very damning average, basically. So, I do think as much as it's great, I mean, a 10-1 scoreline is going to get a lot of fans sitting on the fence about the league excited because they are not football fans who watch it. They are just there to be entertained and a scoreline like 10-1 entertains. But... Being football fans, being 
watching the teams week in, week out, the levels of defending is quite shocking. And I hope going forward that can be addressed because like Kide touched on, the goalkeeping position needs to be sorted out in the long term. Iswan, Hassan and Zaiful are not getting any younger. So who is the next one to step up? They need to prove it in the league before they want to prove it on the international stage for Team Singapore. And I think just to sorry, just to add on to it, to especially the game last weekend, who scores against who scores four against the Lion Citizens and still lose the game? And Haaland did score four, and all in season now, it's uh, Hassan has always been stopping all all uh, saves, at all shots, and all that. But it's also about how the team shapes up. Now they are more open, so you can't really protect your goalkeeper as much. They don't really protect the goalkeeper as much. And that's why they consider the four goals. And yes, you want to be entertaining, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you don't concede goals so that you don't lose matches. And I think the, the team that that uh, we are, we have in the SPL in the SPL this season are just not doing their defensive duties really well. Uh, and but then again, I have to come back to Geelong International, which I think that over the last few games that they have played, they have defended really well. They are considering how bad they did in the first round of matches, first one and a half round of matches, they, are, they have only considered 35 goals, which is the third highest amongst the eight, eight teams, which is quite an out, out, uh, outstanding achievement, I would say. Right? So, uh, again, defending has to be better. Uh, of course, players, uh, fans want to be entertained, but you know we need the quality of football for the country to go up and we cannot let this happen throughout the season. I'm glad you brought up brought up Geelang and they're defending because interestingly, they are taking the Lions City Sailors this weekend. So that one will definitely be called into question. That one will be interesting, which we will be speaking about a little later. But first up, let's not waste any time with our preview because round 23 kicks off on Friday with Albrex Negata travelling to the home of the Tigers at Tuapayo Stadium. The White Swans are, of course, the first challengers for Balestia Khalsa in the Peter de Rue era. And here's what the 52-year-old Dutchman had to say ahead of his debut. Hi, this is Peter, new head coach of Balestier Kalsa FC. Uh, obviously very much looking forward to the challenge ahead with the club. Can't wait to get things kicking off this Friday against Albirex. Uh, and I really hope that, uh, that the boys um, yeah, can, can give the, uh, the crowd something to be proud of and that they can create a little bit of a buzz uh, around the stadium um, with, with supporters that see uh, a team that is aggressive uh, when we don't have the ball and with that I mean aggressively in defending forward and wanting to win the ball back and and when we have the ball a team that's prepared to take risks that wants to be dominant and uh, and is not afraid to play. So clearly plenty to look ahead to. Now a little bit of team news before we get the thoughts of Hideir and Raushan. Del Windersing is down with dengue fever and Halil Khalif has a hamstring concern while both Amir Hakim and goalkeeper Rudy Kairula are also out with foot injuries and Keshav Kumar carrying a groin strain. For Elbrex, defender Shogo Toyomura and Hilman Nurhisham, midfielder Hilman Nurhisham are still ruled out. The rest of the squad still fully fit. So Hideir, I'll come to you first. How excited are we for this Peter Deru era for the Tigers? Uh, I don't think we should be really excited about anything. Uh, even though we have a big name coming in to take over the Tigers for this remainder of the season. Because I think uh, they have plans. They, I don't think they have a pl- uh, long-term plan for him to be staying beyond this, this season. It's a, it's a stopgap measure for Palestine. And I'm pretty sure they're also in search of 
of uh, a more permanent replacement. But at the same time, they, he brings a lot of experience. He brings a lot of knowledge to the team, which they need at this point of time. But then again, the players are the same, right? So you can't really do so much within this short period of time to achieve what they they, they sought out to achieve at the start of the season. Uh, style of play, maybe. I mean, at the end of the day, they are still going to be training at Tawaiu Stadium. They are still going to be playing a lot more of the matches in Tawaiu Stadium. But uh, maybe a bit more stability in terms of uh, of uh, lineup because Peter would have seen matches after matches during his free time and also being 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 making himself prepared to take the job. And uh, I would expect a more stable lineup. Because I think Akbar chop and change quite a bit after after matches after matches, and uh, I would expect the same Ballester. I wouldn't expect any anything different, anything new, totally new. Uh, still the same set of players, still the still the same set of quality up front, and also being being light in the in the midfield area. But then again, you know, uh, as much as I hate to say this, but you know, sometimes local players they are prepared to give a little more for a foreign coach when he comes in rather than a local coach. Right? So we might see an instant reaction for a game or two, but I, I think it will just go back to normal after that. Yeah. Roshan, what are you expecting this weekend? I mean, they are taking on Albrecht, and just what we were calling the question, the defending in this league. They are taking on an Albrecht side who clearly has no problems scoring here. So, does that somehow almost take the pressure of this Peter Deroux debut here? I think it does. I think going up against a team like Elbrecht, the fans will not expect a result. Anything, even a point would be a bonus here for Ballester. So, I think it essentially does take the, the pressure off Peter ahead of his debut. But I like Kide's point a lot and I'm going to take Kide's word for it considering he's managed in our league before that players might give a bit more to a foreign coach purely because Peter is now the most high-profile coach in the league and therefore they might feel like they should listen to what he said. But I do have concerns about Peter's appointment purely because I don't think he's done a head coach role before, judging by what I see on Wikipedia. At least it doesn't look like he's helmed the team. He's been a technical director and that's a very different job, right? Compared to your day-to-day coaching as compared to be a technical director. And again, if what Kide said is true, that he's just a stopgap measure... I do question whether it's more a Hollywood move just to appease the fans because Ballester have had a very dire season. So they're just trying to, you know, do something right just to get them through the season and then move on to things. And like Deepan touched on last week, if the manager is not having the final say on certain things, then the problem still lies within the club. So how much can they expect? But to answer your question, I expect they will lose to Albrecht and the pressure is off. I don't think Peter is going to be the miracle man this weekend at least and I suspect Albrecht will win this quite comfortably 3-0. All right, Hidir, what about your prediction? I don't think you gave us one just now. I think uh, Albrecht will go for the kill. You know, they want to get as close to LCS as uh, soon as possible and you know keep up the pressure. Uh, they have quality all, all squad, uh, all, I mean, all positions round and and uh, it doesn't matter whether it's at Topayo or not. I think Albrecht will just be dominant in all areas and all positions. And uh, I think they're going to be winning 4-0. All 
Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think to Hitler's point earlier where he said that this is pretty much the same Balestia team, not much is going to change, especially in this first game. And again, it's against Alborek. So yeah, I, I don't think I have anything more to add on to what the both of you have said. It is going to be a pretty easy win here for the um for the White Swans. I'm going to go 4-1, Alborek. All Sorry, right. just the final word. Just for those who, who care about stats, Elbrex have won all of their last five meetings against Ballester, scoring 20 and conceding just three. So I think all three of us are onto something when we think this is going to be an easy three points for Elbrex. And you suspect it will be an easy three points for Elbrex. Well, indeed. Now let's move on, shall we, <laughs> to the Haugang United and Tanjong Paga United clash Saturday kickoff 5:30 p.m. at the Haugang Stadium. Team news here, with the exception of midfielder Zulfami Arifin and Kai Shu, head coach Clementio has a squad in a clean bill of health. But Tanjong Paga, meanwhile, Shaki Hamza continues to recover from an anterior cruciate ligament injury suffered last December. Striker Kyrul Amri returns from suspension for this fixture. Now, guys, this is going to be a pretty the interesting one, but I'm not sure it's going to be in the most positive of sense because these are the two teams who have clearly been leaking goals. But, but let's first discuss Haugang's woes. What is going on with them? We saw the lineup flare up with Clement against the Lion City Sailors. Was that like a heat of the moment or is there more to this? Hideo, I'm going to come to you since you always love speaking about Haugang. I think obviously there's more to it. There's a lot of unhappiness in the, in the sport. I think... Uh, uh, you can see from how things are at the moment. You can see the body language of the players. You can see how Anders is. You can see how Lionel was with Clement. I'm sure something is brewing over there, uh, which is pretty unpleasant to see because Haugang has a lot of quality in them. Uh, at certain positions, I would say, I still feel that, you know, centre-back and, and goalkeeper has been a huge problem for them and something that they cannot address at this point of time because you know the, the transfer window is just closed and there's no way you're going to sign anything unless somehow they just gain a hell amount of good form coming into the last nine games which I doubt it will happen and uh, it's, it's, it's something is worrying even because they still want to have a, a place or rather a shot at an AFC position and at this point of time, who would have thought that now they are in a in a worse position than Gilang International, you know? And uh, with that quality, with that amount of uh, budget, I would say maybe the second biggest budget in in uh, SPL team in terms of local teams, you would expect them to be you know up there at the start of the, at the end of the season. But now they are you know coming closer and closer to where Young Lions is, and uh, if it's something that they should sort out as soon as possible. But at the same time as well, if things are brewing over there with relationships not being mended, nothing can change until they are out of season. So I would expect them to be leaking goals. I would expect them to not play the way or rather the, the, the quality that they, cap they are capable of. Because you, if you look at the, the game against young uh, Lions Sailors, I stopped watching at halftime because I saw an absolute rubbish level of defending, right? I'm not speaking about quality. I'm also speaking about effort and attitude. If you're not physically there to defend because you're jogging or you're walking to that position, then you have no right to be playing at all. But I'm pretty sure they don't have any other place in that position. That's why they haven't made that change. And I think they have been taken for... That position has been taken for granted and they feel that they are 
they are you know they are walk, they have always first seat in the first eleven because there's no one to replace them, and it's just absolutely shocking to see that level of defending. You can't blame Aizil because he can't really do much because he, again he's not being protected. He's inexperienced, so you need the players to be protecting him. And you know you can you can throw a tantrum of how much you want to your coach or to your to your to your teammates and all that, but if you don't do your job, then that's what you're being paid to do. And don't complain about anything else. Right? You just get on, get on with your job first, right? And uh, how gang if if they decide to turn up on Saturday at five thirty, playing good football with better attitude, I'm sure they can come out tops against Sanjung Paga. But it's, uh, it looks like they won't, and it looks like they can't at this point of time. Uh, even though Tanjung Paga have their own sets of form issues and and maybe problems here and there, I still think that Tanjung Paga only get maybe a nil a, a goal. Uh, yeah, a goal. I think one nil to to Tanjungpaka this weekend. Roshan, do you agree with Hider that they won't and they can't get anything this weekend here? First things first. I think that was super passionate by Kide talking about the issues at Haugang. So if they needed a team talk, that's done for them. And I wouldn't want to play in the team that Kide is captaining because if my captain <laughs> talked to me like that, I would be afraid. So yeah, Kide, you were absolutely spot on with your assessment of what's going on at Haugang. I don't think I have. Much to add. I think we talked about it before we started recording. There are teams that are sleepwalking towards the end of the season. We will run through a list of teams later, perhaps. But Haugang is definitely one of those teams who just the season cannot end soon enough for a team like Haugang purely because there is so much going on off field that they don't have time or they don't have the focus to concentrate on what's happening on field. They just want the season to be over. So hopefully, for Haugang's sake, for the whole sake, they can sort the mess out that's going on. Behind the scenes, and then probably recalibrate and focus for 2023. So at this point, I see no way for Haugang to flip the script. Having said that, Tanjung Paga, it's so so sad what's happened to them. They've lost five games on the bounce. They've lost their way. They were flying high in third. If they lose to Haugang, they could end up in sixth, and that's. I think they are out of the race for AFC Cup qualification. I I really do think it's difficult. I do think two things are certain though this weekend. I think it'll be a draw game and I think Shawal Anwar will score. So I'm going to go for two all in this one. All right. That's an interesting thing because the last two games was a draw as well between the two of them. So yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what I wanted to say is now what I wanted to say was, Roshan, do you not think Hidir is a little bit more savage today, and we absolutely are living for for his analysis here today? It's been Hidir, good stuff, good stuff. We've been enjoying it. <laughs> But anyways, I I I feel like this one is an interesting one because, like you know, like Hidir was saying, the past two games uh, between the two, it ended in a draw, and I'm not gonna. I I don't want to say this like in a, in a very harsh way, but. I mean, the both of you have said it already. I, I just feel like with the flare-up that we saw from Haugang against the Lion City Sailors, it really doesn't look good. And that's what we're seeing on the surface outside. I cannot imagine what's going on behind closed doors. But on the opposite side with Tanjung Paga, I would assume that that team is still pretty much intact. And we, we've been saying um, throughout the season how we, we, we've been thinking that and we believe that they've been pulling this form of run of results because of that um, that team spirit that they have together which i feel like it's still there and you cannot say for haugang at this point of time so by that virtue alone i'm going to go against every one of you <laughs> wait no 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 he didn't say tanjung paga is going to win so i think tanjung paga might might make it as well but i'm going to go maybe 2-1 tanjung paga 
All right, let's move on, shall we? Now, the next Saturday night clash, it's at Jalan Besar Stadium between the Young Lions and Tampines Rovers. Now, Captain Jacob Mahler for the Young Lions remains a long-term absentee, but midfielder Amir Shafiz has recovered from an ankle sprain. Nasri Nasir will also be boosted by the return of their defender Said Akmal from suspension. Tampines, meanwhile, are only without their long-term absentee, Mark Ryan Tan. Now, guys, surely... Surely for Tampanese, they're not going to let that third spot, the AFC Cup qualification, slip from here, right? I mean, they're four points clear in third at this point. Roshan, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I'll be highly surprised if Tampanese do slip up from here. They, they've been stealthy. They haven't been stylish at all, all season. I don't think... Maybe there's one or two games they fleetingly played well. The one that quickly comes to mind is the unlucky loss to Lions T Sailors way on early in the season. But Tampanese Rovers... Haven't exactly captured the imagination. I know Boris is on 26 goals and that's uh, a record, I think, since Durich scored the same number for Tampanese Rovers. But apart from that, I don't think Tampanese have really caught the eye. They've been under the radar. They've let Tanjo Paga get the headlines and then suddenly towards the tail end of the season, they're stringing the results together. Having said that, I was on commentary for the last time these two teams played at uh, Jalan Besar Stadium and I wish I was at home because it was such a boring game, 1-0. Uh, but... And there wasn't much from both sides. And I suspect going into this one, there's not going to be much either. Tempest Rovers, more or less, four points clear, third spot in hand. I would like to see Gelang challenge it. I don't think Gelang will. And for the Young Lions, yeah, they fall in the bracket of teams just sleepwalking till the end of the season. So I suspect Tempest Rovers to get the job done comfortably here. For my sake, I'm on commentary again. I, I hope for a few more goals. Hopefully 2 or 3 nil to this one uh, that that Tampanese Rovers can get the job done and Boris possibly will uh, have one hand on the Golden Boot Trophy. I go 2-0 for this one. Kider, what about you? I think just now when you were mentioning the team news for Young Lions, in my head I was, I was uh, thinking to myself, it doesn't really matter who's available or not because we don't really know who's going to be playing because they are, they are juggling between the Under-21 League, they are juggling with the SPL uh, fixtures as well. So, you know, every game is always about four four changes, five changes. So it doesn't really matter. And the result also won't really matter because they're going to lose. And so you can see from the post and pre-match interviews from Nazri, it's like, uh, I don't know what to say already. I just, I just uh, you know, speak whatever that comes to my head. I, I just motivate the boys, blah, 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 blah. It's always the same script over and over again. And you can see, you know, there was a viral video going on that he was really smashing the boys at uh, Hagang Stadium. In TikTok, I don't know whether you saw that or not, but uh, it was recorded as well. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a sad season, but at the same time, I also feel uh, really... You know, I, I really think that the Young Lions, play, young Lions players are somehow just going out there just to participate, not even to compete. Some of, some of them, I feel, you know, you have, to, you, you have to really give them a kick on the back, backside sometimes and uh, you can't really see all their boys, you have to learn and, and all that. You just have to give it, give it to them and, you know, get them going. Because really, some of them are just being there for being, just playing for, for, for the sake of playing. They don't really want to win. They don't really show enough. Some of them do, but it's just not enough. They don't really have enough quality. So you have to put on more in terms of fire, in terms of attitude, in terms of fighting spirit. So if you don't have that and you don't have quality, then that's where you are going to be ending up seven points and you know losing so many matches and considering what 150 goals a season and all that so it's uh it's always that it's always going to be like that young lions you know we have that one off game where they are going to win but 
all season, I think for the rest of the season, they you just expect them to lose. I just I don't think they're gonna win any other games also. Right. And for Tampines Rovers, I agree with what uh, uh Raushan said. Not really captivating enough this season. It's been maybe a maybe a, a inexperienced maybe with some players, a lot of chopping and changing also with Gavin's uh, lineup and Gavin's uh personnel personnel change. You know, you know, you see Memedovic in and out of games, maybe he's injured, I'm not really sure, but he has his good quality and if he's fully fit, he should be playing, he should be starting. And the only very bright thing about the Tampa Slovers is the fact that Boris has been really saving their asses most of the time and uh, with, with the goal that he has scored. And with this game, definitely he's going to be scoring. Definitely he wants to take his full tally up higher to, to be away from, from his challenges. Uh, I would expect Tampines to, to win with uh, another hat-trick from Boris 4-0. Uh, right. Yes, uh, Kide, I completely agree with you. I think Tampines might just wipe the floor with Young Lions. And to put things into perspective, Young Lions have lost 12 of their last 13 matches, conceding 52. And because Kide is in such a feisty mood, I do want to ask Kide a quick question, right? This season, the Young Lions drop-off has been alarming. Last season, this time, granted it was three rounds, we were very impressed by the Young Lions, despite them still being bottom of the table, but we weren't so damning with our assessment. So is there a problem with the coach then? Because that's the only change. I mean, obviously, personnel have come and gone, but do you think it's a coaching issue where Pippo is possibly, Philip Howe is possibly better equipped with handling young boys? Yeah, I think so. I think Nazri is more equipped and his personality suits the adult, I would say, a professional team more than a development team, uh, which is why I think he's also very frustrated at the things that they can't do. Right, As a former player himself, I'm pretty sure now he's 100% minus the physical aspect of things. I'm pretty sure technically, tactically, everything is better, much better than his own players at this point. I'm pretty sure he's very frustrated at the things like, hey, why these boys cannot be doing the things that are so simple to me? And he cannot empathize maybe in a way and he doesn't know how to manage it that, that, that well. Uh, people is more of a, a development coach. He's very, very good at it and uh, he's more nurturing. Like his personality is more nurturing, which is why I think, uh, uh, you know, this generation's players are more receptive towards him rather than maybe a hard-headed personality like Nazir, like Nazir Nasir. And, uh, but then again, you know, football is not going to be a very kind environment for you to be in. Right? You need to toughen up. It doesn't matter whether it's Nazir, it doesn't matter whether it's people and all that. You have to make sure that you come out and play to win. And... Uh, and as much as you developing yourself as young players, right? then you cannot, again, players being players, you can't be, be pointing fingers at the coach, pointing fingers at, you know, your, 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 your fitness coach or, you know, management and all that. Again, you have to look at yourself. Am I giving enough? Am I, am I marking players? Am I doing my best? Rather than, you know, pointing, saying to Nazi, oh, Nazi is at fault because he's not guiding me enough or he's just blasting us all the time. No, at the end of the day, did I do enough? That's what you're supposed to do. And, and I think uh, these young players as well, you can't really give them the soft approach all the time. Sometimes you just have to go hard on them and uh, let them you know, die or drown and let them come out and save themselves. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Kide. That's exactly why we pay you the big bucks. Actually, no, guys. We don't pay anyone any of this. Any, any money, we're doing this out of our goodwill. Go on, Farah. No, I was going to say that, you know, 
throughout the season, my predictions have been very, let's say, dire. But this is the one, one thing that I feel like I'm very confident in that it's not going to go in any other way except in Tampini's role. I mean, it's going to be all three points for Tampini's here. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I do not see anything else here except a Tampini's Rovers win. I mean, you guys have pretty much summed it up perfectly, especially Hideo, who went on and on with that amazing little brand there. But I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's sad. No one wants to see this happen, especially, you know, we, we keep saying the young boys, it's, it's, it's an ex, you know, it, they're meant to be like the future of Singapore football. I and mean, no one wants to see that happen. And no one wants to watch that week in and week out. And like, you, you brought up all these numbers, we bring up all these stats. At the end of the day, it's not going to be anything else except a Tampanese win. So yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very, um, and for your sake, Rashan, since you say you're commentating on this game, I hope it's, it's an interesting one. I hope it's goals galore for you. I'll go 5 1 Tempanese. Wow. For your sake, for your sake. So, are you right, choosing okay. somebody from Tempanese later? Huh? Are you choosing somebody from Tempanese later to be your captain speak? No. No. Unfortunately, I feel like I've exhausted all of that. <laughs> I'm stretching out now for that captain speak. I'm trying to delay it as long as possible. But anyways, next on our final game of the weekend, which is the featured match of the week, Sunday kickoff at 5.30pm, Jalan Besar Stadium between the Lion City Sailors and Geelang International. Now, Sailors will be without the defender Zulkarnan Suzliman and Anik Raushan, who are still ruled out, as is forward Amiruldin Ashraf. Interim coach Luka Lalic will also be without Singapore International Song Yong due to suspension. Defender Fadli Kamis ruled out for the Eagles while Umar Akbar is available for selection as he returns from his two-game ban. Now guys, we know we've spoken, we've sung our praises for LCS you know, over the past few weeks, over the past three games, but their record against the Eagles this season, one win, one draw, one loss. Will this be Luca's biggest test since taking over? I mean, last week I was going to say, when we had Deepen on, Deepen was saying, I asked Deepan, I said, how many goals are we going to expect um, Sailors to score against um, Haogang? And he said, no, I think this is going to be the Sailors' toughest test yet. He doesn't think it was going to be, you know, that big of a scoreline, but it, it still, you know, it, it didn't end up that way. But I feel this might actually be their toughest test looking at their previous results against Geelang, no? Um, Kider? I feel, yes, the Lion City Sailors scored nine against Haogang, but Looking at the four goals they considered, I know this is hypercritical when a team scores nine to still zero in on the four goals they concede. But just take the first goal, for example. I know there was a video that went out on social media saying uh, the, the Japanese coach on the Haogang bench uh, made sure the ball was played in such that Shawal Anwar can flick it in. It was poor defending. Simple as that. Not tactical masterclass from a free kick or anything. It's rubbish defending to let a player of Shawal's quality have that much space there. So, I feel no Ali will be watching these videos and seeing how best to exploit Lion City Sailors' defence. Yes, going forward, the Sailors are a different beast and the Geelang backline is going to have it all to do to keep them out, which I don't think they will. But I do think No Ali is going to be there to take advantage of the Sailors' deficiencies at the back and hopefully spring a surprise. If they score the first goal, we've seen Geelang take an early lead against... Uh, the Lion City Sailors early on in the season and hold on for a famous victory. I do think this one is going to be a draw game though. I think it's going to live up to the building as the featured game as of the weekend and a Super Sunday clash. I think finally we are going to see Lucas' no handbrake approach might come unstuck because at the back they're going to be culpable and I suspect this one will end 2-all between both sides. 
you know, you, you said that you were being hypercritical of the goals that they consider, but I don't think you're being hypercritical. I mean, if you're defend, if you, it's because of bad defending, then it's bad defending. And like you said, this is obviously something Nuali will be looking into, and they are going to want to take advantage of it. And I suspect that they probably will, right? But this one is definitely going to be a very interesting one. I mean, I think we always speak, right, of confidence. I like to bring up confidence a lot in the sites. And, and these two sites, more than anyone right now, have every right to go into this one feeling confident and feeling pretty pumped up. For LCS, I feel like it's going to be very, very hard, right, to shake off this crazy run that, they were, that they've been on, the amount of goals that they've scored in the past three games. But with that said, we can never, ever, ever discount that it will easily come tumbling down. I mean, that's football, right? But at the end of the day, <laughs> the Lion City Sailors should win this because I feel like they, you've all said it, they will be too strong. It will be their toughest test yet under Luca, but the Sailors should be able to see this one out. And again, I, I, I take to all your point, it's not going to be a, a crazy margin. I think it's going to be a very tight one. I think it's going to be 2-1 here. Did you say 2-1 as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. All right, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I copy people, okay. But yeah, 2-1, I think it's going to go 2-1 to the Lion City Sailors. So our predictions done and dusted for game week 23. Now it's time to listen in to the predictions of our very favourite, Mystery. The Peter Deroo era starts and it cannot be on a more difficult note than against Albrecht's Nigata. I expect Albrecht's Nigata to be run close by the Ballester Tigers. Albrecht's 2, Ballester 1. Tampines against Young Lions, two of the most boring teams in the league. This one will be another boring one. But Young Lions will just about lose out. 2-1 to Tampines. Haogang against Tanjung Paga. The Cheetahs will be hurting after what happened the last time out against the Lion City Sailors. They will seek revenge here. Haogang 3, Tanjung Paga 1. The Lion City Sailors have been trashing every team. And although this game is on a Sunday, not every day is a Sunday. Geelong to run the Sailors close. 2-1 to the Sailors. Alright then, mystery with the predictions there. Let's see how that one plays out. Now guys, it is time for not my not-so-favourite anymore, Captain Speak. Raushan, I'll let you go first. By the way, Raushan didn't mean last week it was deeper. Raushan, go first. Yep, our guest won. Always happy to let our guests win. But in the battle between uh, Farah and me, I clearly won, just to have that on record. Uh, I went for Tadanari Lee. She went for Bezakor, who... Did he play? But anyway, <laughs> it's, only polite to, it's only polite to let our guests go first. So, Kide, please okay, unleash your prediction for Captain Speak. I'm going to go with Wilhan Wandi this, uh, this weekend. I think uh, his goal-scoring form is... Uh, I think he's I think he's enjoying his football now. He's uh, really enjoying his support from Tadanari Lee as well. And I think uh, you can see from their Instagram banter that, you know, Tadanari Lee is always like supporting him because he's the future of Singapore football. That's what he says. And I'm pretty sure against Balestier... 
with the four goals I predicted, I'm pretty sure at least he's going to score at least two. Lah. You know, at least two out of the four. So, Ilhan, please uh, make me win for the first time this season. First <laughs> time cannot be. I feel yeah, like I feel like, I feel like he's won somehow. Uh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, good, good pick there, Raushan. How about you? I'll let you go first. Uh, we're not too sure if uh, Kide has won, but one thing's for sure. I don't think <laughs> you have. Uh, <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> okay, my 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 prediction for this week. Uh, I'm gonna go for Alliance City Sailors player. I know I predicted it to be a two-all draw, but I feel like. Faiz Ramli is a player who's flourishing under Luka Lalic. I, I will say this on record, I haven't been the biggest fan of Faris because I think sometimes he lacks the mental guile to have the end product when he does everything else so well. But I've seen him put it all together in the past couple of weeks and couple of matches and I suspect against the Geelang International Defence, he might set up a goal, maybe even score one. So Faris Ramli, go do your thing. Lovely. I'm also going to go for a Lion City Sales player and notice how I was not upset because I was not going to go for Forrest Romley. I was going to go for a player that you took away from me a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what week it was, but I'm going to go with Gabriel. Just because. I have no reasons. I've just run out of place at this point and I'm just hoping Gabriel comes good this weekend yeah great Farah. tactical acumen there Farah that's why you're nailing this completely exactly <laughs> alright guys we hope you've enjoyed the episode of the SPL podcast now if you want to learn a bit more about Peter Diru ahead of his Ballastia Bao do check out the playlist the final whistle did catch up with Peter Diru early on in the season long before he was linked to Ballastia nonetheless continue to support the channel and enjoy the football we'll see you on next week's episode <laughs>